episode 60, Courage Chat 5, The Sweet Spell of Success. <laughs> hey! Hello, I'm Lisa. Welcome to Truly Madly Smiley, the popular podcast for busy wildcats who are curious, creative, and on a mission to find their own kind of happy. Have we met before? I'm sometimes called the Smiley Coach. But really, I'm more of a smile-spreading, storytelling, magic-making, daydreaming, lifelong-learning, rain-loving, wise, sensitive wild heart. Got that? And I want nothing more than to see you smile. You won't find happiness out there. It lives inside of you. So it's time. It's your time. Pop in your earbuds, place your hand on your heart, take a deep breath in and smile. Are you ready? That's it. Let's begin. We are going to be talking spells today. We've just had Halloween this weekend as I'm recording this. Today we're going to break it down and we're going to look at your fears, what they are saying to stop you and how they keep your courage and your belief low. Are you ready for that? So at the end of today's chat, you'll be one step closer to reaching your goal. This is how we do it. We can do hard things. Repeat after me. Yep, yep, yep. We can do hard things, Smiley. And how do we do it? Step by step. No rush, no pressure, no drama. The sky is not falling on our heads. And how do we treat ourselves? With absolute kindness, just like we would treat a friend. And how do we keep moving forward? By making it fun. So let's start off with this spell then. If you're a Harry Potter fan, I'm not. <laughs> you can magic it up and call it a spell. I might I might be a witchy poo. I might be able to create my own magic. But to be successful and to win over your fears, this is the magic spell or formula. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Courage plus belief minus fear equals success. Let me say that again, maybe stop and write it down. Courage plus belief minus fears equals success. Can you say that with me? Courage plus belief minus fears equals success. Courage plus belief minus fears equals success. Courage plus belief minus fears equals success. Now, one of the children that I work with, when I told them about the spell or the magic formula, said, but we need chocolate in there. (laughs) See, that's what Halloween's about, isn't it? It's about all the candy and the chocolate. And maybe we can put chocolate in there afterwards to celebrate when the success arrives. Or do we need to eat chocolate in between to keep us going? I like to think that the feelings are the reward. So as you overcome your fears and you feel stronger and more confident, for me, that's the reward. That's what it feels like when you get to the other side of the river. So now it's time to face your fears. Are you ready to do that? Yeah, we are. We can do it. 
For those of you that are scared of the dark, by the way, it isn't the darkness that we're scared of. It's what we might find in there that's scary. (laughs) That's why I say to children that are scared of the dark, just remember you're in the room that you know what it looks like in the day when all the lights are on. It's the same room with the lights switched off. There's nothing there. As soon as the teacher told us about the talk, my fears popped up. And why, why do you think that was? Because in my mind, it felt way out of my comfort zone. Like the other side of the river, I couldn't even see. It was so far away and I was being pushed and I, had no, and I felt like I had no choice. But I did have some choices. What do you think my choices were? I could choose to manage my fear, my courage and my belief. So it's how I respond to the challenge. It's how I choose to think how I choose to manage my fear, my courage, and my belief. So my courage was low. I wasn't willing to try. And how did I know that? Because I blamed. So are you a blamey blamerson? We all do this when we're scared. I started saying things like, oh, that's silly and that's boring and I hate English and I hate Mrs. Millard and I made stepping out of my comfort zone or the person or the thing or the event or the thing I had to do wrong so that I didn't have to feel my uncomfortable feelings. So you may want to think about where you're making other people or things wrong or bad or not important so that you don't have to face the feelings that come with those. And my belief was also low. How did I know that? Because I doubted myself. So, you know, I was thinking, I can't do it and I'm rubbish at that and it's too hard for me and I'm so out of my depth and I'm going to hate it and I'm so scared. And you know what? Beliefs are just thoughts. They're thoughts that I'm choosing to think. And I am in charge of my brain and you are in charge of your brain. They are not facts. Thoughts are not facts. So let's just check in and see if they're really real, the things that I was thinking. But we have to get really honest about how we truly feel and not make any feelings bad or wrong. So that requires us to be honest. And there's no, there's nothing wrong with how we feel ever. Our feelings are always messengers. They're trying to tell us something. So when I said I can't do it, well, (laughs) is that right? Well, I can't do it yet, but I'm willing to try. There's the courage. I'm rubbish at that. Well, I haven't had much practice. That's why I'm not very good at it, which is true. But I'm willing to try. It feels too hard for me. It is hard and I can do hard things with a little practice. I'm willing to try. There's your courage. It will get easier. I believe it will get easier. It will. Believe me. It's the truth. (laughs) I feel out of my depth. I feel really scared. And that's the fear. It's okay to be scared. I can be scared and brave at the same time. I'm going to hate it. I might really like it. I'm willing to try and find out. If you don't like it, then you don't have to do it. I'm so scared. I feel really scared. And that's the fear again. But I can be brave and scared. And I'm willing to learn how to deal with my fears. So are you willing to face your fears and deal with them and not listen to them? Because a lot of the time, as you can see, they're talking absolute rubbish, rubbish. It's also helpful to think, will this thought I'm thinking take me closer to the other side of the river or keep me stuck where I am? 
Sometimes when we're really stuck, we choose to think thoughts that will keep us stuck where we are because we're too scared to face our feelings, right? So is this thought helpful? And my fears will want to cause problems. They will want to cause problems to keep me safe. They want they didn't want me to do the talk and they will keep on coming. The next one said, what will I talk about? So it started to create confusion. See, when we're confused and we don't make a decision, it keeps us stuck, stuck, doesn't it? And this is called procrast. Oh, I can't even say it. This is called procrastinate. Oh, procrastinating. Say it after me, procrastinating. It's like stalling for more time in our comfy nests, like a bit of a protest. No, 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 don't make me do it. Where our brain creates drama or problems where there aren't any. Does your brain do that? So when you're creating confusion or drama and your brain's creating mind drama, you are stalling for more time. You want to stay in that comfy nest. Here's the next one. What if they don't like my talk? So my fear was one of rejection. And oh, that's like a pain in my heart to be rejected. It's heartbreak. So what I decided to do was I didn't make that a problem. I chose to do my talk on Christmas because everybody loves Christmas, right? And I wanted everybody to love me because then they wouldn't be judging me or laughing at me. And I wanted them to be on my side. I knew a lot about Christmas as well. And I had a, and that was my brilliant idea. And this is why if you're a creative wild heart, you're great at problem solving because you're never short of ideas. Trust your brain to work its magic. I had this tape or one of my sisters did of Santa Claus talking and it started off with like bells and Christmassy music and Santa Claus talking and I had this red toy telephone and I pretended to call Santa to ask him about the true meaning of Christmas. Now this was smart of me for two reasons. I didn't realize it at the time but I was using Santa as my co-presenter and I didn't feel so alone up there and so afraid. He was a bit of a distraction as well. Ah, and yeah, I had a lot of props. I wanted to do the whole show and tell thing so I didn't have to do much of the talking and people would be looking at my props and not at me. But I'm good at talking and I like talking. So what was all that about? Oh, and along came a few more fears. In fact, they sounded more like panic to me. I'd put my panicky pants on. What did the panicky pants say? They said, oh, what if I'm not as good as everyone else? And what if they laugh at me? And what if I forget to say what I meant to say? And what if I say the wrong thing? And what if I don't know what to say? And what if it's awful? And what if I can't do it? And what if I get a bad grade? Now, how did I know that that was my fear talking? Because they are what I call future thinking thoughts. So can you see how they were talking about things which hadn't happened yet? And notice how each one starts with what if, what if this happens, what if that happens? And we really have to watch what we say to ourselves because we are listening, or I hope we're listening to ourselves, and our brain believes what we tell it is true. So what sort of thoughts are you feeding your brain? Fearful ones or helpful, strong, encouraging ones? Now, Future thinking is good and our brains are good at doing it. And we've already been doing our future thinking, haven't we? I've already asked you to future think. How? That's what our I am's are for. You've been future thinking in a positive way, training your brain to see what is possible and feel good instead of letting the fear take over. 
Now, I want you to understand that you can't stop the fear and the fear is going to be there. Okay. That's, that's what happens when we step out of our comfort zone. It's your brain wanting to keep you safe as it enters into the unknown. And the unknown is that dark room. And this is what happens when we don't do the work on our courage and our belief. Our fears get bigger and they take over. But we are in control of them. We are bigger than our fears and we can beat them. They're just thoughts, remember. They're not facts. They're not real. A thought is just energy that comes into your brain with some words attached to it. And then we give it a meaning. And then that's when we spiral off into all the mind drama. A worry is just a thought as well. And a thought can always be changed, can be changed and you can choose to change your thoughts. So let's have a look at your fears and what's on your mind and let's put them into words about what you're what ifing about and what your future thoughts say. How are you future thinking? Do you want to do that with me? Let's do that together. It helps if you write them down. When you write something that's in your head and put it on the paper, it gives it less power over you. So it's good if you can write these thoughts down. The first one is, what if I don't know what to do or what to say? Only write the ones down that are true for you that you think. That's confusion, isn't it? What if they don't like my talk? What if I'm not as good as everybody else? What if they laugh at me? You're worried about being humiliated or feeling silly. What if I forget what to say? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I don't know what to say? What if I can't do it? What if I get a bad grade? And what if I get upset? Can you think of any others? Now, I want us to look at each thought and I want us to flip it like we're flipping a pancake. We're going to challenge it and we're going to ask it three questions. We're going to ask it, is it true? Can we flip it? And then can we choose another thought that will take me closer to my goal, that will take me to the other side of the river or closer to the other side of the river? So you can flip it into a more helpful thought. So let's do those together. The first one, what if I don't know what to do or what to say? That's confusion. That's creating that confusion again. That one is actually true, but you don't know. (laughs) You don't know that's going to happen because if you practice, if I practice my talk and I've got a script, then I do know what to say. So let's flip that and say, when I don't know, when nothing is certain, anything is possible. And I think that's what scares us because we're not in control of it, are we? Is that scary? So the second one, what if they don't like my talk? So that's the rejection thing. If we flip it, what if they love it? Wow, wouldn't that be amazing? What if I'm not as good as everybody else? So I'm doubting myself. The fear is getting me to doubt myself. Flip it. I am good enough. You are good enough without even doing your talk. Just the fact that you stand up in front of the class and be yourself means you're good enough. What if they laugh at me? Worried about being humiliated? Flip it. What if they laugh along with me and it's fun? Like we can have fun together. They're on our team. What if I forget what to say? Well, this is creating embarrassment and maybe some shame there. Let's flip it. I trust myself to remember. I trust myself to remember. I know what I'm talking about. I've chosen to talk about something that I'm really passionate about, Christmas. (laughs) What if I don't know what to say? Well, that's also embarrassment and shame. So if we flip it, what if I did know, what would I say? 
I think we know more than we think we do. A lot of people, when you ask them questions in coaching, will say, I don't know. Adults, if you're listening, children do that sometimes because we're always answering for them. They don't have enough opportunities to stop and think and go inside. So it's good if we can allow them to come to their own answers and create silence and space for that to happen. And notice how uncomfortable we feel in the silence and space. That's our stuff. What's the next one? What if it's awful? So we're afraid of feeling any awful feelings or negative feelings. But remember, all feelings are not good or bad. It's what we make them mean. Some of them feel uncomfortable, but they're not good or bad. Flip it. What if it's epic? What if it's amazing? See how the energy changes when you change your thoughts? Next one. What if I can't do it? What if you can't do it? What is the worst thing that can happen? Like, it's almost like you have to face, I got a one-star review on Amazon the other week, and that was the worst thing that could possibly happen to me, that someone didn't like my book and didn't understand it and was mean about it. And it wasn't nice, I'm not going to lie to you, but I dealt with it and I sat with the uncomfortable feelings and I decided that they belonged to the other person, I wasn't going to take them on, right? I took my power back, I didn't, I didn't become powerless. What if I get a bad grade? There you are, there's that one-star review disappointment. I did feel disappointment. I did feel disappointment. I questioned whether I was, my book was good enough. I didn't like feeling misunderstood. So let's flip it. What if it goes really well? What if you get a five-star review? And I have many five-star reviews on my book on the Amazon page. But what if you do get a bad grade? What does it mean when you get a bad grade? Like It's just something that you learn from. You just, you just go, I've experienced that. It didn't go as well as I wanted it to. It's not feeling very nice, but bad feelings don't last forever. And I can learn from that experience and I can say, right, I'm going to do it better next time. But if you focus on doing your best and not what the end result is going to be, I find that helps because you're just in the moment with whatever you're doing. You're not putting yourself on the other side of the river and feeling all of the ugh. You're just going, well, here I am now on this stepping stone and here I am now on this next stepping stone. You're just very much in the moment. What if I get upset? That one is embarrassment, isn't it? What if I'm upset and there are lots of people there who are laughing at me? What if you get upset and there are loads of people there that are on your team and they want to comfort you? Because I know if I see someone that's upset, I instantly want to go and sit with them and help them with their upset and just be their friend. So is that helpful to look at it that way? You're in charge of your thoughts. You know, it's your brain. You have all the power right there. So I did my talk with zero courage and zero belief. But, you know, you guys have some courage and you have some belief. You've been practicing. So you're way ahead of the game here and you're doing all this. You're doing all the good things. So well done. Takes effort, right? So what happened? Well, on the day I felt sick with nerves but I knew I couldn't back out and I'd prepared so much, but I still didn't feel, feel ready for it. And that's another thing to remember. You're never going to feel ready. You just have to push through the fear of what if I'm not ready? It's now or never. Do it, do it, do it. You've just got to do it. So I did it in a kind of haze, a bit like a robot for the first 10 minutes. I had practiced the intro with Santa Claus so much that I knew it off by heart. And it was a bit robotic, but then I saw my friends in the classroom 
remember I didn't know them that well because I just started secondary school. I was 11 and they were smiling at me and I relaxed a bit. And some of them were laughing at my little quips and jokes. Make them laugh, right? And if they're laughing, they won't throw eggs at you. (laughs) And what if they throw eggs at me becomes a what if they smile at me? And it really helped when they started laughing and smiling. And I knew I was funny because I could make my family laugh. And I and that gave me confidence. I knew I was doing something right. And we need to know that we're doing it right. We need that reassurance. Yeah. So lots of people nodding heads and making eye contact and smiling, giving us big smiles. And as I got near the end, I started to enjoy it. And when it was over and everybody clapped, I was sad that it was the end. And I wanted to do it all again. I felt so proud of myself and relieved. And you know what? If I did it today, I know I would still feel some fear and I would feel some of those things. But I've got much better at public speaking because I faced that fear over and over and over again. I listened to old episodes of the podcast when I was just starting out and it was so scripted and I was so nervous And now I'm much more relaxed and happy chatting to you and I have notes in front of me and I like hanging out with you lovely world hearts. But I know that what I'm saying has real value and that I have improved and we all have to start somewhere and we can't be the best straight away. And, you know, something that challenges our minds and our bodies and our hearts and helps us push beyond that fear and that helps us grow as a person, right? The more we face our fears, the more we do the things that we think are scary, the less scary they become. The fear just dissolves. And it's just that energy that comes into your body. You have a thought, it feels scary. Your body tells you you're afraid, but you don't dive into the thought. You don't dive into the fear. You manage your thoughts and you breathe through it. So in the next chat, we're going to call in some helpers. Hello, helpers, to get us from one side of the river to the other. So I'll see you in the next chat. Keep practicing day by day. You'll make it. I know that you can. Bye for now. If you like that episode, remember to tell all your friends. Spread the smiles for miles and miles. Don't keep the secrets to yourself. 